Hello and welcome back to the Timeline Astrology Podcast with myself, Gary O'Toole, and my guest today is Kishori. Kishori is once again joining me for our Maps of Consciousness series, talking all about Rahu through the different houses of astrology. And this is now the penultimate episode of Rahu through the 12 houses. We're coming to the 11th house. So this episode is all about Rahu in the 11th, all about Rahu in a house that it does very well in because it's all about our bigger ambitions um, on a much bigger scale, the 11th house. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. And without further ado, here's Kishori. Welcome, Kishori. This is um, our next episode, our next installment in Rahu and Rahu today, Rahu in the 11th house. That's wonderful. Thank you once again, Gary. Oh, yes, I know what I was saying, that every single time we get together to explore more, I give thanks at, at the one that we are that's brought us together. And then I started to laugh because, oh, well, that's me or that's you. It doesn't matter where it is. There's only one looking. There's only one exploring. <laughs> so, so that's what I was laughing at when you said, oh, let's record it. And I'm going, well, yeah. If I look from within me, there's only me. But if you look from within you, within that form, there's only that one. Because each of us is a hologram. Each of us is a holographic expression of the absolute. And, and, and because we want to be in form, because we've ex explored being in form, you obviously have to have some definition. Otherwise, there's a soup. So we have to have choices. Yes, it was so funny. The minute I started talking about the one observing itself and it being like only Gary or only you within you and only me within me, it stopped. It's, it's so interesting because the topic today is kind of like this also, Rahu in the 11th. Well, tell me a bit about Rahu in the 11th as we're waiting then. Okay, so Rahu in the 11th is... Um, the natural 11th sign of the zodiac is Aquarius. So it ties obviously into the age of Aquarius and technology is a big part of that. Um, and in Indian astrology, they see Aquarius, they call it Badaka. Right. Um, and it means blocker. So they, they actually see it as um, the 11th house in the chart as a blocker. Um, and it's just interesting as we're talking about it and we're getting cut off with the tech issues, you know, because what's interesting about tech and Aquarius is how it's supposed to connect us all to each other, but it's actually doing the opposite also. Yes. How we're connecting, obviously, it's like that saying with the internet, it brings those far away closer and those closer further away. Right. You know, you're on your device there and your loved one is sitting beside you and you're just not paying attention, you know. That kind of thing, it, that is very much tied in with Aquarius, which is the most um, paradoxical sign of the Zodiac. So when we talk about Rahu in the 11th, it creates a lot of extremes, like it always does, I guess. But in terms of especially um, things like that, hearing, listening, being able to hear, literally with tech, can you actually hear because you're getting cut off, as we're having now. Um and that kind of connect, disconnect. And also what you talked about, each being a hologram, each being, you know, the one, but also being a separate one. 
a separate, yeah. like an individual within it. I would say rather than separate, distinct. Distinct. Distinct, because it's a differentiation we're talking about, not separation. Mm. And uh, and it's very interesting. The minute I went to the heart, and I I was looking at the last beginning of this little flow, the disconnect stopped. Mm. Yeah. And I went, oh, let me use my power. I went, well, let's just see. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably do the same then. Yes, I should and be it, doing the same all the time. Let's face it. Um, exactly, we should. But but this 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 we've been Vanessa and I've been examining the various interrupts that have been happening over the last few days uh, for, for her and looking at why. And I said it's because you have to have your intention so hyper clear at the beginning of each segment that then then bits can't creep in. The law is that there there is no there's only me there's only there's only the conscious intention and when all the little bits of wiring that are out of sync are bypassed as they can be you don't have to go through them then then it, the flow starts again it's be so honest. interesting because that my because my thoughts because this is my adding to it now my yeah, thoughts yeah. before we started speaking yeah, before yeah, we yeah. came on the call was oh we're going to talk about rahu in the 11th oh and the 11th house is this badaka house this blocker and what what are we having? This kind of tech issue, you know. It's interesting because that, that's yeah. I've, I I prepaved that. Exactly, it's very interesting. Mm. And the, and the, when it started to happen, really, the blocking or the the interrupt started when I'm not even going to speak about it. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. when it started. <laughs> and every time I open my mouth to speak about it, it happened. Very interesting. So I went, okay, I, I've got to take, it's so subtle. And mind in the everyday world doesn't actually remember all the time. So you have to make sure that your mind is rooted because we are in a period of transition and that's why it feels so bipolar. It, it, it's pulsating. It's a pulsing energy rather than a, a, a direct current. You know, we, we it's the, it's the pulse, the, the rhythmical pulsation. And if you forget when you're on the one swing, you know, you're bungee jumping and it, you forget, mind forgets, and you go back into identification with the temporary personality, which, we, which will happen because it's, that's, that's what we hear existing as. But what we have to do is to, is to make sure the mind doesn't slip out little bits gathering in all the oxbow lakes and so you start going falling into robotic patterns and they don't have to be very big ones it can be little ones you know mm. so we have to gather all the sheep like jesus says even the last the hundredth sheep you have to gather in that last little lamb that last little bit because you only got to have one grain of sand in your machine and and it's wrecked it's got to be so smooth because I'm sitting here with my hand firmly on my heart, reminding myself all the time now, which I wasn't doing, meaning mm. that I don't have to do that a lot of the time. But when, when you are in a dicey situation, you have to, or a potentially dicey situation, you have to really, really reaffirm beginning of each little, little each threshold you cross. Mm. You, you, what you said about the one grain in the machine is just really spot on in terms of let's 
relay that to the grit in the oyster the grit the grit in the oyster the one grain in the machine the one person in the group unless but but then that depends so much on who's looking and if you shift your perception and like like in space anywhere this is a completely different time and there is a space when it's before and beyond the space-time bubble if you look from with before and beyond the space-time bubble there's no grit can't be in the heart there can never be no grit because there's no there's no separation in the heart field so can i throw out a scenario to you here then yeah, yeah. there's a group yeah. gathered there's a group of people gathered and all of them are centered in the heart field but one person is questioning the whole why get together at all what's this all about and whatever whatever's going on in the group what happens in that dynamic well first of all i guess that person wouldn't be sitting with a group like that but what if they were what what happens in that instance there always is there's always bits because while we're in a body we're still refining we're already engaged in what I call living alchemy. One of my, my first website was called Living Alchemy because we are the, the, the place for the alchemy that's going on. You have to be careful from where you look and you have to know everything you're looking at as an expression of, tr of truth. There is not 99% truth and then a scrap that's not. But the one who is looking or the space where you're looking from, you have to be aware of that and not let your attention slip from that state. Because if you do, and you, you will find that because in all of our bodies, there's always the rogue cells. We haven't yet, we, we're not born with the full, the, shall we say the fullness, the plenum, the, the, the purna, it's not fully born yet. We are unborn. We are in the process of, it, within the time story, but prior to the time story, the time-space bubble, it already is whole, already, the whole thing's already done. So you have to be careful where you're looking from. Mm. And you're, if you identify with being less than the plenum, less than the whole, then, then yes, there is a possibility of, of, a, of a breakdown. But mind will go off at tangents, you know? The natural state of the mind, the disconnected mind or the fragmented mind is to be all over the place. You see, we are, within the time story, there is the becoming. Prior to the time story, there is no becoming, there's simply being. And we, have, we are exploring the possibility or the, the movement of being of, of each one of us becoming the whole, the continuum, prior to the story, penetrating into the story, uh, and, and knowing and remembering, knowing the, the gathering together of the wholeness, because it, it, because we, we had to, and it's, forgetting is not wrong, forgetting was part of the story, because if not, you couldn't climb your way back, you know, you couldn't actually go, there would be no story. If, if, you, if you put on a movie, a blockbuster movie, and you go, the end, <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> there's no story, there's no fun, there's no entertainment. Mm. And, and so the consciousness is apparently in time had a dream of fragmenting itself into its bits and pieces so that it can explore. And Rahu is amazing because of Rahu is the key to all of this. He's the key to the fragmentation, but he's also the key uh, to the uh, 
the the the, the whole yeah, and and it's love is a continuing expression into the more to infinity so i don't know i mean my mind won't quite understand infinity i feel like like being that child at five looking out at the stars and saying mom mommy what's what what, what what's forever what's forever and what does it mean <laughs> <laughs> So, so from infinity is something that cannot be comprehended by mind. We can only be illumined and it can't, it's very hard to express. But I have to say within me, this Jeanette Kishori thing that's here, I have an endless fascination with bringing into words the impossible. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, and that is certainly what I get from you, uh, you know, from anything that I read um, and listening to you, it's like, yeah, that's exactly it. It's like bringing the, how did she come up with that? Oh yeah, of course. But it's like there at the same time, there's no effort in it because it seems like no, such right. an effortless yeah. flow from you. I used to do many years ago in the upper gallery of the stables. I had, I owned this uh, residential retreat center, did a lot of exploring there. It was an amazing place, all sorts of Impossible weirdnesses used to go on there, but I had a friend who was um, I don't know, he's not, I don't know him anymore, a martial artist, and we used to do exchanges. And I remember we were upstairs in the gallery one day, and he said, we went down the stairs to the living room, and on the way down, he said something. I don't know what he said, and I said, that's because you think that you are a, uh, a man in this body in this twenty whatever century it was it was before the millennium i think and um and that's not the case so we get down to the living room about another dozen steps down and we sit down and he says i don't want to do this anymore he said i like being what i am <laughs> i said and you destabilize everything <laughs> completely <laughs> you destabilize everything for me and we were good friends and we because i i always had the fascination with martial arts and I mean, I'm in the middle of learning to be a Shaolin warrior at the moment. Ha, <laughs> nearly 80. <laughs> it's a laugh, but it's it's amazing, it really is. But so that that thing, he said he made a choice. Mm. I don't want any more destabilization. I prefer to be what I am. And I went, fine, okay, Charlie, whatever his name was. Can't remember now, so long ago. Anyway. It just strikes me that, that when you're talking about someone like that not wanting to feel destabilized or you know wanting to kind of keep their story together that when we're talking about groups and i just drew a little kind of picture here of a circle and then extending out into all smaller circles because almost that's almost like being in a group dynamic is what it does it's like it really highlights the different dis disparate parts oftentimes of you and if there's one person in the group that's upsetting the whole group it's like you, like you say, you haven't fully intended. But the strongest battery in that group, someone who is really rooted in truth, is looking at everything as an, a stage, an aspect, an expression of the whole, and that nothing is wrong. And the only thing that is wrong when you get this person, apparently, that is like the great in the oyster, is judging that it should not be so. This is the one mistake that we make, judging that it is, it would be better if that were not there. It wouldn't be, because everything is just the way it is. And when you recognize that everything is consciousness, consciousness cannot be a house divided. Consciousness cannot fight among itself. 
It can't. It's impossible. But you can have an experience of it. And when 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 an uh, an enlightened consciousness looks at it, it knows that that the black spots on the black lines are on the outside of the jigsaw. They are part of it, and it cannot be otherwise. So Rahu is not the opponent, but he's the beloved looking like an opponent. Where when I say the beloved opponent, because it's it's not really an opponent. It's a dream. And nothing ever happened. I remember once some, somebody saying, oh, years ago, why is it I feel that nothing ever happened? And I went, okay. You know, you get those odd words that you hear and you know it's important to file away for the future, to ponder, well, for some future evolution. And it's a prefiguration of something. And I, I went, oh, yeah. I got to the point where I see that nothing ever happened. Nothing is happening. Right now, nothing is happening. We're having experiences, but nothing is happening. And when you are in a group and there is one, it only takes one, remember? It takes one. And that one is holding the, 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 conscious, the consciousness for, for, for all. But if, the, if that attention wanders and you look through a different filter at the whole, and you start going down the level to, what shall I call it, to into judgment, that this should not be so. But everything is perfect. And I remember years ago hearing that said, everything is already perfect. And I think, well, it isn't. <laughs> not to me. But that, the that time I did not, my consciousness did not get that. It is. Everything is just the way it is. Just perfect because it cannot be other. In that heart frequency, consciousness cannot ever be divided. You know what's that in Sanskrit? Oh, you take the fullness from the fullness and what is left, or purna, purna midam, purna vidas. You know that, that, that. Mm. Do you know it? No. No, yes, you do. Purna, purna midam, purna midas. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll find it now. Mm. I can't remember the Sanskrit words fully, but mm. it's take fullness from fullness and what is and only fullness remains. And that's the translation of the Sanskrit, the Purnamidam. I often feel like when you, when you talk like that, I feel like, okay, I'd like to be in those situations again that I felt so uncomfortable within group dynamics that if I had my hand on my heart and I really intended and I, you know, but at the same time, there's another part of me that's like, I do not ever want to be in one of those situations again because for me it's very uncomfortable. You will never be again. Not 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 in the well, time story. You can't be. But because interestingly, the times that I have been, and I'm thinking of one in particular where I was actually teaching a class on astrology, which included Rahu. Yes. But the astrology of Rahu, and so I had then decided actually at one point that this is so uncomfortable for me. I am actually going to face into it and actually ask the person. And so I literally went like directly into the topic of how I thought they were disturbing the group dynamic and let's look at it in the astrology and what is this? And actually it opened it out a lot. Yes, but it always does. Disclosure of any feeling or experience will always open it up. We are scared sometimes because of the destabilization process that goes on because it has to, it has to become chaotic in order to shift that thick layer of syrup over... Mm. 
what I call the shit that's beneath. When, when you talk about like a film plot, like that makes so much sense and will make so much sense for people listening because it's like, who's not aware of watching movies from beginning to end going through the process? Yes. And the protagonist going through this whole story. Uh-huh. You know, that that is our life as well. But we still know, the actor still knows, so he will not try and remember at the time when he's acting that he's still... Joe Bloggs than being an actor, you know, Mm. but we forget. So we are all aspects of the living one, living intelligence in all its myriads of forms. And it knows, the brain may not know or the memory may not remember, but we all know. And there is that in us that is the highest frequency that that, that remembers. So we, we can always, always, Turn to that now. When we've when we have trained our neural pathways to always go back to the heart frequency instead of the chaos, then you're home and dry. Really, you can enjoy the play. You can even enjoy dancing on the razor's edge, run, you know, walking the tightrope, because you know you're safe. I remember years ago. I think I told you this before. Oh, got to be a long time ago. And I said, "What am I doing here?" all the experiences I'd had about becoming protoplasm and not, you know, forgetting. And, and it said, you're bungee jumping into matter. And I went, oh, just those words made me understand. Bungee jumping, you're still always connected. The divine bungee jumping experiment. <laughs> I love that analogy. That's great. That is really I'm great. always safe. You, the, the little bit of me, the little one, not in every cell does not remember, obviously. But once that, once there's a hole in the dam, once there's that, that little crack opens up, it's a done deal. And the place where the cracks open are the destabilized places. The chaos that's going on in the world at the moment, more and more is opening up. And we realize, you know, I won't go into all of that, but, but, the the opening up of the contradictions and the the incongruences and the 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 spaces where is it true is it not true what is truth what is truth your truth and my truth about things in time will always be different but there isn't a place a state uh, beyond states which which always knows if i am the one that is dreaming this, and that one is the same one in everyone, then we only have to connect to that heart, that frequency in everyone, and the world is in order. Everything's in order. Just like Rumi talked about when he talked about beyond. Um, out beyond ways of out, wrong and right doing. Right, right. There is a field. That was my intro in my very first website, uh, I, and I've loved that. And I've obviously, my websites have run through all sorts of ways of, knowing, uh, wanting to do the impossible, make it clearer and clearer and clearer. <laughs> but out beyond ways of wrong and right doing, there's a field. Mm. I'll meet you there. And when the soul lies down in that grass, nothing makes any sense. And it's not meant to make sense. This is uh, so important for us to hear right now because we are in the world at the moment when we look around so divided and so... Um, it just seems like that's a million miles off. You know, it's not like it's even on the horizon that we can find that, but like, it's just so far off. 
It's not on the horizon, it's here. It's right. right through the center of the heart, and you know yourself. You can have your mind whirling all over the place. The house is burning down. This is happening. That's so much is happening. You put your hand there, and a breath comes. Oh, oh it's a nightmare, and I've woken up. And I can get up out of bed and do something different. And the whole thing reconfigures spontaneously because a different frequency is tapped into. Now, you know that experience. And that experience, when we repeat it, when we allow it to be repeated over and over and over again, and we know that's the, that's the doorway. The doorway is through, as you explained in that situation, you open it up, you disclose, and you open it up, and all of a sudden, what is really going on, which is nothing at all, it becomes crystal clear. The mind is totally illumined. And then mind serves the purpose for which it, was, which it exists, is to know and remember who and what we are and that we are the originator of the whole movie. This is the point at which my movie um, starts. And when I'm in that place, like Namaste, when I am in that place and you are in that place, there's only one of us. Now, if we didn't have the experience, though, of being differentiated, look, you look at my fingers. If my finger didn't know that's a thumb and that's a little finger, they, they couldn't play together. We couldn't play music. We couldn't play a piano. Hmm. So what we have to do is to be in that place of absolute total knowing, and still have the experience of the beauty and the wonder and the differentiation, the distinction of this fabulous existence of all the, of all the different expressions. Every tiny thing from the, a grain of sand or the tiniest little, little um, particle that can be imagined. You look at quantum physicists, what they're doing. They think there's a particle, they start an explorer and they find it. Of course, because you can only find what you're looking for. How could you find anything else? If your intention is to find out, then oh, I remember the, the, my early researches and my being said, I am nothing and everything and everything in between. And together we can make your magnificent dreams come true. I can be whatever you choose me to be. What do you want, my dearest heart? And the way it used to speak to me in the early days when I was like a child learning. Mm. It would speak like that. I can be anything you choose. What do you choose? So as you see it, so it is. Not even so it shall be, so it already is, as you choose. So what are we dreaming now? We're dreaming our dreams of chaos and, and reactivity. But when the reactivity when we stop running around in circles because something has happened and this has happened, that happens, and we go back to that, that heart frequency, what does your heart desire? What is your heart, what you really, really love? What is it desiring? Well, we want the everything's all right state, the Euroboric the, the state. But if we start and stay in the Euroboric state, we, nothing ever, no, no story. There's no story. There's just a child lying in its mother's arms, drinking its mother's milk, and nothing ever happens. And so therefore there's no story. And, and, and consciousness is here, 
to expand the dream, the story. And we are the point. See, God and man, or God and human being, it's the same. There's no separation. This we means, are we are the union of opposites. We are the rainbow bridge. We are it. You're bringing up such an important point in relation to Rahu. If we place it in the eleventh house, because yes. the eleventh house is very future oriented. So when you say nothing is happening, you know, at the same time, let me be again devil's advocate here. Rahu mm -hmm. in the eleventh will drive someone to constantly seek a better future. Like there has to be something better. And in terms of even like let's look at society today. And humanity that yes. humanity always looks at what could be better it could be better exactly but let's define first of all what what are they actually doing the action of seeking is the mistake this is the what is that word pregnum parent parat the the um fault of the intellect or yeah, the intelligence yeah i know i can't i think it's called prep well, whatever it is anyway yes so so when you are seeking what you already are, that is not going to be possible. You have to turn around 180 degrees from where you're looking outside and turn around and look back. And that also includes body is outside. What you are is, the, is the, that point of arising. So that's what when they say that, that's saying be the change you want to see in the world. Exactly. Exactly what they mean. Hmm. But the thing is, when the, all these little uh, memes and, and words, and they aren't, they don't become innate. You have to actually embody fully and know it and experience it, so that the whole, every cell in the body is alive. We have to give life to it by recognizing what it is. What is it? Now, the minute I start to describe what consciousness is. You know, so they, they, they said, if, if those who know or that which knows itself cannot be spoken, well, it can be spoken, can be expressed, but it can't be described, which is the task that you gave me with the um, <laughs> trying to prune down what Rahu is. <laughs> okay, so I should fess up here, listeners, that basically I, I set uh, Kishori a task to write down in a nutshell, <laughs> not only write down, but in a nutshell, write down what Rahu is, or the song of Rahu is. And, and then we're back to the same thing, that if I speak the song, if I, if I incant it, if I, if, if I declare it, if I, I was looking for a word which, which really suited, and the, the, the word that came nearest is sing. If I sing the song of Rahu, hmm. then, 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 the knowing comes in my sound. My sound is, is not a word. A word, uh, it's in the beginning is the sound, that frequency. And we use word because we don't have the vocabulary enough in our language of duality. It's the it's what Becker called uh, I yo uh, quisiera escribirle. It's a, a Spanish poem, and in English transliterated, it's something like um, I would like to write it down. There there is an anthem, uh, a song in the in in the history of man, which um, I would like to write it down with words which would be at the same time sighs and smiles, colors and music. Oh, can you feel that? Mm. 
And we can't, but poets do their best. And they, you know, mm. that's why it's a song. It's not even a poem, really. And Rahu is the dissonance at the furthermost reaches of the infinite resonance. And the infinite resonance includes the dissonance because it's the unfolding and every wave. You see, the ocean is a collection of waves and pulsations and rhythm. And they, they keep breaking, but the ocean is still whole. It's the Purnam that we talk about. I'm going to find that Sanskrit um, verse and send it to you. The fullness. Hmm. Take fullness from fullness. You don't get... You <laughs> What do you get, you know? But this is really, I mean... This is fascinating that I didn't even like preempt any of this. I didn't prompt any of this conversation, but it's all nicely tying into the 11th house. I didn't even have to mention the 11th house and what it suggests and all well, of that. Maybe tell us again about the 11th house. Because... Well, I mean, you've covered it basically. The, the oh, main have I? <laughs> yeah, which basically is like, you know, it's it's future oriented. Yes, it's about desire. It's it's a, like a bigger dream. Actually, it's a, more about like a societal dream. Like, what do I want to do? What What is what is my big dream and connecting to society, but also friends and networks and it, people. You know what it is. Future, when you say it uh, disconnect in a disconnected way, it looks as if it hasn't happened yet. But the future unfolding, let's say, of a rosebud, mm. it's all there included in that rosebud. Mm. The, the unfolding of layers and layers of, of petals. And if you imagine a rose unfolding to infinity, never finishing, always new levels and new levels and new levels but it but your mind stops after a while because you can't it's like me at five years old looking at the stars and saying mommy what does what does forever mean mm. what is it what is infinity and that time when I, I was trying to roll marbles down my brother's, um, my brother's little marbles down a couple rods of the staircase, which I'd taken off. And she'd been out shopping and I was sitting there on the, in the hall making this great thing of weights on the copper rods that they would tip if the marble went to the end. And, you know, they're little grooved rods. And, um, and she said, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm making it so the marbles will go on forever and never stop. And so she said, that's impossible. She's busy shopping, obviously. It's impossible, she said. That's an infinity machine. I didn't know what that was, actually. But she said, that just, it's not possible. She was a teacher of maths, you see, so she mm. kind of knew those things. <laughs> mm. And I said, well, I can see it, so it must exist. Because I could see it in my imagination. I knew it had to be real. That was the thing, that grown-ups seemed to know something different from what I knew when I was little. So, and I'm sure it's like that for most children. Mm. That mm. we kind of get told it can't exist. And yet imagination is what all this is. We are the one imagining ourselves in all sorts of adventures. Mm. Hmm? I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about you know, it's almost like new points at this point, because, you know, I, I normally come in with my sort of like Rahu in the 11th problem, and you like swiftly sweep that aside 
<laughs> but now we've we've kind of approached it the opposite way so it's almost like again like a mute point bringing up the problems of the 11th but i'll, I'll do it anyway don't tell so, me because i don't i my brain or my my conscious mind doesn't actually have a very clear idea and um it would be nice to spend a minute just telling me a bit just okay just for the 11th house what what is it so rahu and, and specifically rahu in the 11th so it's friendships it's groups it's uh gains also of all kinds like monetary gains or any kind of hopes and wishes that we have for the future you know so it is a very future oriented sign in, in that sense um and rahu is already very future oriented in a sense i know what we're talking about is very different but in terms of how the astrology is interpreted rahu and the 11th house both being connected to aquarius it's all about this utopian future in a way Yes. So it's like this, we've put that out there that this is what we would like and what we would like to gain from doing anything because the 10th house is the house of, kar of karma, of action. So the, the next house along is what we gain from that. Okay, I see. So it's, it's if you could imagine uh, what a, a camera obscura is like. When I was uh, a child, we used to go to Edinburgh to visit my, my grandmother and I remember going to see the camera obscura in Edinburgh. Fascinating. And it's all there. The whole of the city is laid out, except it's a grayed out. And it, it, it's grayed out. Grayed out. It's grayed out because you it's very shadowy. And and the, the operator would would focus this little laser beam onto a or I don't know what it was, but it was like a little beam. And 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 a whole a whole little section would light up. Now, whatever we put attention on would open up into great detail. And you could see what was going on in that part of the city, but he had to focus. He had to put the 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 the, the rod, the beam, hmm. and that's like us. Every and like every single thing that could possibly exist in imagination, is all already there and unfolded. Like like the 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 the, the several hundred years old oak tree, is enfolded in is encoded in one tiny little acorn. So when we look at what's going on in the world right now and how it's giving birth to something else, mm -hmm. but it's also uh, could be anything in a sense. Maybe it's not going to be anything because it's an acorn perhaps, but that's growing into whatever. But at this point, we all sense that all oh, the possibilities, the possibilities that could come from this. It's simple. What do you put your attention on? But like in, I'm saying, so for example, when they say one person's utopia is another person's dystopia. Yeah, exactly. Because you can have, you, 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 you get the old story, old chestnut of there's an accident and 20 people have witnessed it and everyone gives a different description, but the accident was in one place, but everybody had a different experience because there's reality and then there's experience and perception of each individual. So we can all be having an experience of this world that's going on and we can be having complete chaos heaven or, or, or heaven or, or it could be heaven or hell according to what you are uh, uh are desiring what you're desiring to see if i look at what's going on in the world i see a birthing process i see uh, i see a, a womb in transition moving from being a container for nurturing into moving out of the Euroboric state or out of the, the, the Sirupon shit sort of experience where it's all going on underneath, you can't see it. It's a fairy tale. 
Gary, the nearest you can say is that our life is a fairy tale. And once you know it's a fairy tale, and you are that you are the, the the witch that put the spell on, and you are the fairy godmother that undoes the spell, and you are all of the archetypes together. And if you identify with being the one that's the, the, the point at which it's all arising, and you know that you're the one that casts the spell and you're the one that removes the spell, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then the joke, it's a big joke. Then all there is to do is to enjoy it. We are here. It's a playground. I just wanted to try and get one more question because I have a real burning question about this, about the 11th, which uh, is all about listening. So it, the 11th house, can you still hear me? It's amazing how I'm bringing up this topic of hearing and we keep getting cut off. Um, <laughs> it's amazing because the question I wanted to ask was about hearing <laughs> so we can't hear each other so and rahu in the 11th is said to create problems in being able to hear and we can see that obviously play out very obviously and extremely in the world at the moment where people are not listening to each other anymore tower of babel right So I should explain to listeners that we keep having, it's interesting how we're talking about the 11th house, which is said to be the house of blocks, the Badaka house it creates blocks and we can't hear and all of these things are a problem. And we're having all of this tech issue and we keep getting caught, the line keeps dropping. But anyway, I'm just wondering about the thoughts about Rahu in the 11th, the shapeshifter, the, you know, the, the exaggerator, all of that in the 11th, which can in a way exaggerate things where, but it also blocks things. It's like all or nothing always. So it's like, you're, you're not hearing what everyone has to say, you know, cause if you think about the most organized organization or association, a group of people coming together and everybody's having their opinion and throwing it into this, the, the conversation, how can you, that's the thing I will, I know the answer to this, of course, but I'm just putting it out there for people to hear that, you know, when we're engaging more in a group, it's just multiplied by, you know, if you've got any dissonance going on in your own being, well, multiply it by however many people are in the group. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do know. And the thing is, obviously, it's wonderful if each individual is focusing in from, from the heart field and in the heart field, but it only takes one. So, you know, the old idea, old idea of having a guru to manage to run the ashram and hold in his consciousness or her consciousness, everything. The thing is, if one person is holding that space with a, with a prior intention of that very highest frequency, it can mitigate against all of that. So it's, it behoves each one of us to practice being identified with the heart field, coming from the heart field in little things, in big things, in every breath, in every moment, and knowing the identity and, and, and somehow linking the mind, the root of the mind in the heart field. Then the mind is illumined and there's no judgment. Remember this statement of, of, of Jesus, judge not this, you be judged. It's the, diff, it's the deciding that this is wrong, should not be. This is the big error of the mind. That lovely phrase that I'm gonna to have to remember in Sanskrit, but <clears throat> it's that, only takes one because there only is one and if one aspect 
there's one little tiny, even in cranial, they understand. You'll find the place which is the rightness, which is coherent. You only take one that's really coherent and it can encompass the whole, the whole of existence. Fine, but outside that heart field, the radiance of the heart field, then yes, fragmentation is like the Tower of Babel. How they, they were all together, all listening to each other, all, all of a sudden, as the myth goes, nobody could understand each other because all the languages were, were um, created and people all only spoke their own, their own vision, their own frequency, their individualized. Now, we have to look at, at the individualization as differentiation, but they must be rooted in the heart field. And the only way that I have, have experienced for the, to resolve all situations, large and small, and, and, and for everybody or just one person, is to go to that frequency, find out who you are, practice self-inquiry until it becomes the default, that state, I am that I am, and that state is, 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 is known and informs every expression. So whether it's a, in a movie, you've got a good director and a, a scriptwriter, and you don't chop out all the bits that are uncomfortable. You know that the moments in a movie I used to watch Quatermass through the, the crack in the door when I was a little child. I couldn't bear it because it was so so horrible. <laughs> but and so so it's it's as Elliot says, mankind cannot bear very much reality. But if you bear it from the place that is in separation or you attempt to, it's impossible because there's somebody dies and somebody this. But when you know it's a dream, when you wake from the nightmare and go, oh. Or we walk out of a movie, oh God, that was that was challenging, you know? But that's all it is. But we have to not know fully, otherwise we can't play. We can't be an actor. An actor has to become so identified with his part or her part. But deep, deep down, I mean, let's say the, 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 there's an explosion and the theater is... is is raised to the ground. The actor remembers where he has to go to find his car to go home. Hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. uh, it, but that's exactly how it is. Now, once once we know that's how it is, then the the task or the game has to be: How do I communicate that to every cell, to every aspect of myself? If I were fully uh, complete which I am, but within the story, then there'd be no story. We were sitting up there as angels in the crowds, for example. I don't know what it's, it, but we're all at peace. And if everything is experiencing that all the time, then there's, there's no story, there's no expansion. There's no, the deep feeling, the deep emotions, the deep, I, I remember when I used to write, when I, I, uh, and I would think, if I don't have a deep, deep feeling, emotion or something, I don't feel much like writing, unless there's a huge urge that comes from deep down, something new wants to express. So for me, it's much better to get something that we can share with the world if you ask me questions or if there's an impulse. Because if I don't have something which appears to be outside, I just sit there like the yogis in a cave in bliss. But I'm not doing that yet because I've still got bits in my body that I want to bring back into <laughs> whatever to remember. 
to gather the bits in. So anybody can be at any moment in heaven or hell. It's so important for um, us to hear that at the moment because of the way things seem to be, right? So it's like the, to hear that it only takes one rooted in it the takes heart. One. It takes you. You don't think at somebody else's job. But this is what I'm saying. What seems to be uh, the case these days is that everybody's blaming everybody else. Exactly. Well, it's projection. If you look at the beginning of the stated intention of the Song of Rahu Facebook page was radical withdrawal of perception. Uh, projection, I mean. Shifting perception. Hmm. It's all a matter of where you are looking from and judging what you are looking at. Now, there's one thing to see. It's all made of, what do you want to call it, candy floss, consciousness, filaments of light, and the quantum physicists are on the treasure trail. They are having a fabulous time finding new particles and quarks and whatever. It, it doesn't matter what they look for. You can only find one thing. It's all fractaline. It's a fractaline universe. So whatever you intend to find, you will find. If you intend, when you get up in the morning, I'm going to have a bad day because I kicked the cat and I stubbed my toe. And that's only a very silly analogy. Well, actually, it's not a silly analogy in terms of um, what I don't mean silly, but it's no, but in terms small. of in, in terms of no, but in terms of astrology, let's face it: what we're doing all the time with astrology or any kind of divination tool, we're telling stories. We're seeing something, we're interpreting it and telling a story, and then having the experience. I'll exactly. give you an example. I'll give you an example. I interpreted something last week. This is amazing, mm. and I looked at the eclipse that occurred a few days ago in Taurus. Mm. There was a full moon, a lunar eclipse in Taurus, mm. conjunct mm. Rahu. Okay, mm. so my interpretation of that is, oh, let me pull out some words for that. For that, oh, but Taurus is the Earth sign, so it's all about smells, and it's very, you know, the tactile sign, and it's about mm -hmm. something luxurious mm -hmm. and lovely. And where did I find myself later on that day? So I had written the piece that morning that, oh, it's all about smells, and I talked all about smells. So I went to an art gallery. Yes, and I got the. As I went into the art gallery, the first exhibition was not a piece of art, a visual piece, was, it was a perfume. But when you smell it, it's literally like you're in a forest, a, a musky forest with, with honey yes, smeared yes, all over yes, you. Yes. <laughs> so I just but want to say, I, I actually had already wrote that in the, in the morning, and then I went to have yeah. that experience in the afternoon. Okay, okay, so be clear. There is no fiction. There is no other there is you your where you put your attention especially with with a feeling and passion and love it's magnified that you will experience for sure so one of the things that i've been playing with is uh, and what i do with clients as well rewrite with great sensory awareness the detail of what you want to experience i play with something i call them the magic notebook and the magic notebook is a way where you you record what you want to experience, what you already are experiencing that you love, and what you want to transform. And in three sections of my notebook, uh, it's, this is a new product that mm -hmm. I'm working on bringing out rather than just playing with clients. But the thing is, you what we don't know, what mind doesn't know, doesn't remember, is that you can write the script, you can imagine it, and you can create your whole life in that way. Now, the, the, there are people 
lots of people teaching it, but they don't understand that that is actually what we are doing now. And where you put your attention with passion, with love, with, with whether it's a, a, rever a revulsion, you know, a rejection, or whether it's an energizing uh, frequency, you will get that. It's the amount of passion that you put into something, the amount of interest, the amount of attention with the feeling that creates your life. And it's, it's across the board. You're not um, at the mercy of the elements or of the conditions as long as you don't and believe that. So that's a really important point because you've literally just um, jumped the gun on me there because I was going to bring up the yes. elements and actually the conditions and the weather. Yes. So if astrology forecasting, as it's called, is like weather forecasting and that we're... Yes. Right. It's like weather forecasting, right? Yes. But when, when you think about it, when we're forecasting, if we're not actually going to take the time to look up and what is actually the current weather, <laughs> the actual how you're experiencing the whatever that you've predicted, okay. the rain, the sun, yeah. whatever. But, 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 but Vanessa and I have been playing for a long time and she's actually really brilliant at it. We decide we're going to do something. We want a nice day. And we imagine it. But same thing. But this has been like this all my life. Remember that story I told you where I actually drove through a car yeah. and got out the other side, just closed my eyes. And I was out. I thought I was going to die for a minute. Closed my eyes. But obviously, I had other things to do rather than hit a car straight on. And I looked in the mirror and the car was there behind me driving away. I need to bring up a really important point, though, here, because well, I think on, I'm... I, I, Think of this as, and you know how many people use this phrase, co-creating your reality. That's a big yes. phrase that's used a lot. So in terms of the 11th house, for example, in Rahu, and wanting to fulfill our highest ambitions, mm. that's what it's all about, basically. When we look at astrology, why would we look at astrology only for that we want to know that actually spring follows winter and then comes summer? Mm -hmm. that we actually want to have some sort of timetable to work with because we if we're co-creating it with the universe we want a riverbed but but as more and more uh, people wake up beings apparently the myriads of beings there's only one being looks like myriads and we're, we're as more and more realize their true sovereignty that's what has to happen then the world becomes a playground of pleasure, of joy, of, of magnificence, of beauty, of abundance, and the yogic flowers that I speak of, fulfilling your purpose, your dharma, your arte, your, 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 your possessions, your wealth, or your abundance, or whatever that we see nature has, your, 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 your karma, your pleasure, your joy, your delight, your karma, your, your, your enjoyment, your moksha, your freedom, your liberation, you become free to play with this, we become masters of creation. And the place where the disconnects, that's what we call Rahu, the dissonance. This is the place of the undoing of the illusion that we have right now, that we are limited by circumstances. And Rahu is pulling the rug. This is why Rahu in the song says, uh, uh, Rahu is the key to eternal life. Rahu is the key to freedom. Rahu is the key to fulfilling your purpose. And it's the disconnects because the current, like a wave has to break before the new wave can come. And we are really full on in that process at the moment. We're right at the, in the transition of birth. And it happens, birth happens with all the, the blood and the gore and the stuff. 
but it gets simpler and simpler. When we, when we stop being addicted to, the, to, to the, the breaking down and the retelling of the tale and the media say, oh, look, this happened and that happened and somebody else was shot and this happened and then look at the drama. But humanity at the moment is addicted. It loves drama. My God, it wouldn't sell any newspapers if we didn't have any drama. But it's like like a movie. It's like a movie. It's, it is. It is a living reality. Mm. I called it. I said my first um, website. I called it Living Alchemy. It is Living Alchemy. We are in the process of changing, and finding out what we can do with this world, what we can do with the world. But when you say something like, "Oh, myself and Vanessa, we envisaged a we play with bright the sunny day." Is that not just you and Vanessa getting in an in alignment with the sunny day that is about to? Uh, well, that you can, you, you know, know, because let's put it this yeah, way: like your your higher self and Vanessa's higher self, which is the one self, knows the sun is about to come out. But you then get out of the way and into alignment. But then the possibility of you hijacking that and Rahu saying, "Oh, you did this." If you do it through the heart frequency, when there is absolute peace, when you move from the effortless state, you know it's, it's, it's in alignment. Now, I can't speak in ordinary, everyday language about the, this reality. I remember years ago asking myself, if a, if a, if a, if a, if a, if a tribe in the, in, the, in the desert wants to find a watering hole and the shaman comes along and says this way, did the shaman know that it was there or has the, has the shaman imagined it into being? No, we actually are imagining this world into being. It's not solid. We are imagining it, but it's all already done. So the imagination in the, let's imagine the one being has already gone with the explosion of one point, one black dot, you know, one little, mm. I don't know. And it doesn't matter. We have well, to actually, we have, no, it doesn't have, matter. We have to explore it because mm. whatever I can say, it's actually irrelevant to you. Mm. It might it might trigger a, a a point of inquiry, but the only way you can know is by exploring and practicing atma vichara, self inquiry, and find out what you are, and then experiment like the scientists we all are with the circumstances around you. See what you can do. Well, I am experimenting all the time, and my experiment over recent years has been after many years of being quote unquote in alignment and manifesting whatever I wanted at the blink of an eye, and sort of oh, I want a house that has this, this, and this, and this, and then a month later, up comes the house or whatever it is, and mm -hmm. then from going from that sort of sense of alignment and manifesting anything I wanted to now not at all as an experiment i literally have been consciously doing this as an experiment mm -hmm. but what is actually happening am i just getting out of alignment with my wishes my my oneself my higher self's wishes and actually actually blocking that from occurring or just stepping aside from it so that i actually can't see that it's right there beside me in some other kind of dimension right right it doesn't matter does it but like you, you say it you, doesn't you, matter you, it's you, all you, a game i'm just playing with it hmm. That's what everybody, ha I, I see, I've always said, the way forward is to practice Atma Vichara. But some people just say, oh, but I'm in so much in love with life already. I just want to dance or I want to write music or I want to. It doesn't matter. We are here. This is, this is a, 
a frequency of choice. I mean, one of the early New Age people called, wrote a book called The Only Planet of Choice. I don't remember anything about it except the name. And mm -hmm. I know this is that our choice, we have to choose. We must choose. And mm -hmm. then the act of choosing is the act of creation, the act of bringing forth what already exists into form, like the, I spoke about the camera obscura. You, you select mm -hmm. what comes into your heart, what you love. It's not what, it's not strategy. It's not doing it because, just because. It has to be with that, oh, oh the wow, the Walt Disney factor, the stardust, mm -hmm. the twinkles and all of that. It's got to be, oh, wow, because the, that which is not conscious loves all that. The, what I call the magic. It's just a shift in perception, but there has to be an enjoyment, a pleasure, a love. I love that because it's like, for me, that's where it comes down to at the end of the day is this shift in perception because astrologically, Rahu is, its antidote is Jupiter, the planet Jupiter, which represents, ah, yeah. which represents magic. That's what I got you <laughs> on the ascendant, Guru on the ascendant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you have it's this sense of awe and wonder and magic, and just that absolutely antidotes this fragmented mind that has all of these <laughs> desires that are, you know, just you know this kind of like kaleidoscope yeah. colors and all of that. It's all wonderful in many ways, but it's fragmented also. And Jupiter brings everything together in a kind of cohesive whole. Mm -hmm. That's why I love it all and call it all a fairy tale. It's my particular take on it that, 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 that I guess I love it this way. And I chose it to be this way. And I don't really, I mean, I'm fed up with the mending and the repairing. And, and I don't have such, I used to think I was the most unloving being because I couldn't get excited about certain things. But fun and and and... And, and magical experiences and watching dawn and oh, I don't know I just know it's a fairy tale now somebody else might know it a different way and somebody, is, and I oh, don't care I look like it my way this is exactly but this is and you again you've preempted what I was just about to say so it's like this is your experience like we could say okay sure she has jupiter rising she is connected in this way and she just sees the order and and magic behind everything but what about someone who has Rahu rising or Saturn, which is like everything feels a bit off, right? And yeah. how does someone like that then tune into the magic when it feels like there's it's just off okay. all the time? It's very simple. The whole world is me as well. So I scan the world and I pick out the mentors that I want. I have another another game I play. It's all games, and I pick mentors that I play with on the inner, and they're the ones that I in just just this me ordinary me sitting here and, and talking with you what do i now desire what is it a cup of tea a new pair of shoes to talk to somebody interesting to have a new lover what whatever it might be hmm. it's i am i it doesn't matter how tiny it is whether it's a color of a nail varnish on my toes or something it doesn't matter it's the choosing the selecting, I'm a life artist, and everybody is a life artist. And you start off with what the, 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 the gifts or the handicaps that you are given, but you are not limited. So I'm not limited to being, uh, I don't know, Rahu uh, in the fourth house or, or the third or whatever it is, mm. because I can choose. I can go, oh, well, actually, I prefer 
that that house that that person has got, I think I'd like one like that. So you bring it into my into my magic, and I I energize it. We all have the power to look at this vast cosmic display that we see around us, and we can all choose. Instead of going to the places I haven't got, you go, oh, whatever anyone else has, thank you for showing it me. Yeah, I can put that in my in 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 my my order book and my you know that person over there has ordered um, I don't know vegetarian moussaka or something and and I've got I've got yesterday's old spaghetti I can say well actually wait to take this away I want that one and it's just like that but because we believe that we can't. It's like, what would you like to believe? Do you don't? Do you all know that you can have anything? You can put in new beliefs. You're infinitely programmable. You are infinitely customizable. Your life is your movie. But if you believe that you can't have that or you can't experience that, you won't. I mean, I don't actually feel like being a deep sea diver or a ballet dancer, but I have certain little preferences that I'd like. I like this color. I like that. And so if you live your life from the knowing that you have to use your gifts of imagination and joy and excitement and interest and learn how to energize a particular frequency, you can repair anything. We are, we are infinitely customizable and we are at the process and the process right now of many of us learning that we can. And instead of just saying, oh, well, yes, it's possible, we experiment with it. Like you are experimenting, like you've explained to me how you were experimenting. You were experimenting long before you met me. Mm. And, and, and the fact that you meet somebody else that's also playing in a slightly different way and you get two beings together, you get that experience of light refracting on light, two individual uh, unique uh, exquisite expressions of consciousness, they come together and the inner magnifies it. It's still your choice. You, you select things for your magazine because it's your, it's your, your meal or your, your display. It's your cosmic display. Mm. It's various. And I take from it whatever it is that I choose to display in my new portal on Rahu and my... What, what, and we all are doing that. But many people don't know that they are sovereign yet, but they love to be. I like your, your terming it more about someone is differentiated, differentiated parts of the whole. When one or two people or more come together with a combined effort yes. or vision and yes. intention, it's so powerful. It's very powerful. That's that's what what uh, Christ said. Where two or three are gathered in my name, he doesn't mean the name of Christ. He means at the frequency of the I am that he is, or that that frequency is. Mm. And when you come together, as we all are, or not all, but many many groups of people are gathering together in communities in union, then magic happens. That's mm -hmm. the Kala Yoga thing that I talk about. You yeah. know. That's for me, it's, it's kind of um, fascinating, a bit scary um, as well, because of, you know, my, my sense around groups 
um, you know, and then kind of, you know, having been to groups before and kind of losing my sense of autonomy or seeming to, you know, and kind of wanting to kind of remain an individual. But now your your ex explanation of no, it's your we're all just the one differentiated parts. See, looky, look at my hand. Now, my thumb does not want to fight with my little finger. My thumb enjoys being a thumb. And my little finger likes being a little finger because that's what it's become. And when they meet together, or the forefinger and the thumb, or what, they, there's different, first of all, on many levels, there's different frequencies. We know in mudras, different frequencies start to activate. But in the ordinary, everyday life, because my fingers function as, as they do, I can pick up a cup. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, it's a great way of thinking about it. And it really has kind of opened my eyes to maybe looking at group dynamics and, you know, even just us two meeting and normally work alone. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm constantly just studying, writing, thinking on my own. And so even just meeting with you in the last how many months now we've been talking about Rahu yes. has been really eye-opening for me. I wouldn't have been able to have these insights without you, you know? Yeah, but because we, 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 we are all of it. You are, from where you are, you are consciousness expressing in all its magnificence as, as Gary. And you will never, ever be bothered with going into a group in the same way as you ever would be. Because every group that you are in your sovereignty, that group is serving you. Everyone in that group is serving your expression. And so, so Kishori is actually here to serve your expression. But from where Kishori is, you are serving Kishori's desire to bring whatever knowledge there is that's being given here out to the world and play and dance and sing in, in what I call it, the radiance of life's vast openness. It's the ocean, and I'm the ocean. But you also are the ocean from where you are with your particular flavor. And it's every single flavor is necessary for the whole, everyone. So you are as much sovereign and running the whole show. You, you are the cutting edge from where you are. I mean, you can't say that uh, I, I could chop off my little finger because it's not really required. It's only the thumb. It's not true. Every bit of the body, uh, and whether you call it life or a physical body, it doesn't matter, is, is of equal value. And the principle of equivalency is one that I was taught years ago. I was sitting, oh, it's got to be 40 years. I was sitting looking at a model in my mind of, you know, when you get atoms in, in, a, in a child's science lesson and they stick these drinking straws and little atoms and, uh, in, in together. You know, have you seen those models? Okay. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was looking at, I was examining what a guru was in those days. I wanted to know what it was. And, and I was being shown that the old, the old idea of having a central figure with lots of satellites is gone. It's, it was useful at some point, but it's not like that anymore. Everyone has that living sun at their core and they, each one is that fully. And that from where you are, and you identify with being sovereign in your expression, your only thing is to have as much joy and as much pleasure and as much magnificence expressed through the form, the God that is Gary, uh, and, and you are the cutting edge. And when everyone is in the heart, everyone is served equally. It's balance we require. It's not competition or anything. Everybody is to be fully a god, 
uh, fully divine, fully magnificent. And because life doesn't end, there is no death, there's a continuum, it, it, that is the way it is. And because we are at some point, it, it, this little point in time now, but the whole of time, we, we, are, we are going to master things like, ah, uh, God, teleporting and time travel, because that's the way it is. They're already playing with this in, in um, when you said you didn't want to go back into these groups again, you can go back now. You can go back as the heart and revise every single thing. And Rahu is the point of revision. He's the point of return. It's the revision. So now, if you, with the, uh, the knowledge that has been uh, explored, in this little bit of time, you can go back and visit anything and revise it. You can revise all of your ancestors. Like this, we bring the whole thing into its perfection, which it already is. Well, if you want to experience it as Gary, you can play. You can play with revising absolutely everything that doesn't please your majesty right now. It has to please your majesty. I love it. <laughs> and I love being called your majesty as well. <laughs> I, I, do, I do have moon in Leo. <laughs> but it's amazing. You've once again, you've preempted the next uh, house. And I'm really sad to say the final house, as we talk about Rahu in the 12th house next time, because you talked about ancestors and, um, you know, really going back and, and sorting all of that out. That's what we'll talk about when we talk about Rahu in the 12th. And I kind of thought, actually, maybe because we've had such tech problems with this one and we talked about Rahu in the 11th and it is seen as this again creating this disturbance as well um, even though it's the ultimate ambition but I was thinking oh maybe we should do Rahu in the 12th as just a silent podcast <laughs> but I thought no, no that's completely <laughs> stupid just we'll just sit here and just look at each other for the hour <laughs> and but then we'll we, release it as but, silence <laughs> but it's all happening we are already at still sitting in silence looking at each other as mm -hmm. well as expressing all the other dimensions, the dimension of just Gary and Kishori sitting looking at each other. What I'll try to do next time then is to actually sit in that silence first, because normally I'm like running around trying to sort out this and that to get the podcast ready. So mm. what I'll do is center myself in that stillness and silence, and then we can, whatever comes forth, I, I'm not even going to plan next week uh, or next time we talk All about right, it. Then, but, but remind me, you can send me a sentence reminding me what it is, but remember the analogy of an acorn and an oak tree, or a seed. We are the seeds now, we're the dreaming seeds, right? Mm. And so every experience that you as consciousness and, and loving Gary, because being is, you, you're, you as the being is totally besotted with being Gary as well, and every one of them. Mm. And, and every dreaming seed has the whole potential within that seed. And so right now, everything already exists, just as the thousand-year-old oak tree exists within that one acorn, still. Mm. And can be, you can follow the, the lines back. It's a story. And, you, and if it's, it's a library, if you like. It's a library of endless adventures. So and in, with regards to that and talking about the story, and in, in, in a way, we do have to, I guess, with Rahu in the 12th, bring the story to an end. It, not, yeah, it just starts again, of course, in the yes. first house again, as it goes. Yes. But in terms of the, this series of podcasts and this maps of consciousness, and I am sad to say that because I feel like, and I probably, you know, we'll start gushing now if I talk about how 
appreciative I am of you bringing me on this journey. I mean, it's just been so comforting and awe-inspiring and, and magical. And I, I can actually see now why you call your website Magical Makeover. It makes complete sense to me now. Yes, yes. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. And thank you for the opportunity as well. And we're going to bring something out that, that mind can appreciate, um, you know, in, in written words. You know, my thing about not wanting the words only written up the sound, but it's for happening very soon over the next weeks. Yeah, so, I look forward to that as well. And of course, you'll be in the magazine and I'll, I'll have um, your interviews in the magazine and the song and, and, of Rahu. Yes. And, but look how wonderful. That's why JV partnerships are so much the vogue, because obviously the more that um, I have more visibility in the world again, um, then, then obviously we connect to the podcast and, and it, it interweaves. And that's the being really with true expression of, of, of life. What is my life and what is your life? And what can you become? What are you becoming? What are each individual? What are we all becoming? A whole new universe. I saw that about 40, 50 years ago. Each one of us is a potential universe in multiple dimensions. Mm. Magical. We're weaving something, always weaving something new. <gasps> I love it. Takes my breath away sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so again, thank you so much. Kishori for joining me on the podcast. I had to cut that short. We were having quite a, a few technological problems with that podcast. Um, so I had to edit some of that out, but I think you got the gist of it. Rahu in the 11th house. Remember that Kishori is releasing a book on the song of Rahu, her epic poem, and it's coming out soon. So check it out. Um, her website is magicmakeover.com. That's magic with a K, M-A-G-I-C-K hyphen makeover.com. But she's also got a new portal for the book, a new website where you can pre-order the book, a physical copy and a digital copy will be coming soon as well. That is kishori.net. So kishori.net is the website to go to if you'd like to order your copy of the Song of Rahu, which will be out very soon. And also she'll be adding to that website and new programs and so much more fun stuff. So thanks again to Kishori. And my own website here is timelineastrology.com. You can also find me on patreon.com forward slash timelineastrology. I write daily reports for patrons of my website, supporters who pay just a, a, a very small fee every month. Um, $5 is the um, initial fee. If you wish to pay more and get physical copies of the magazine or any books I release in the future, um, you can pay $10. And then I have a higher tier for those who want to have like week on week um, astrology guidance, as well as mentorship, which is the highest tier. So check it out. It's Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. And you can just search for Timeline Astrology. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast all the way through to the end. I hope you got something out of it. I hope you enjoyed the content. And next time we're talking about Rahu in the very last house of astrology. Rahu in the 12th house and bringing it full circle. And um, I look forward to sharing that with you soon. So thanks again for listening and until next time. Mm -hmm.